1: Joined by Jimmy Conrad on Kego Lasso to discuss the greatest tournament the game has ever seen, the champions. And we got so much more to talk about with the conclusion of the playoff qualifying phase starting on Tuesday, followed by Thursday's group stage tour. There's so much to discuss. And of course, we'll be talking betting tips because Jimmy Conrad is in the hissy. Kego Lasso begins right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Giggle Lasso. If you're listening on audio, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, thank you so much. If you're watching this on YouTube, well, God bless you for uh, being patient with our faces. Thank you so much. Jimmy Conrad, how are you? I'm great,
2: and I'm excited. This is one of my favorite competitions in the world, uh, and I'm excited to get into it. Now we have some qualifying to, to figure out who's going to get those last places, but then the group stage draws come in, and that's one of my favorite days of the year. I'm going to be honest, like a holiday for me. It's like uh, Christmas in some capacity. You don't know what you're going to get, but then sometimes you're disappointed, and sometimes you're super happy, Luis. So it is a lot like Christmas.
1: It's like a box of
0: chocolates.
1: <laughs> you got to get. Welcome to the show. You absolutely agree with Jimmy Conrad. So much to discuss, and we're getting now finally to figuring out what this Champions League group stage finally will look like. By the way, thank you for... Supporting us. Kegolasso, please like, follow, subscribe, spread the word. Que golazo, only grows because of you. We have plenty to come this week, by the way. Uh, if you go on YouTube right now, you can watch uh, my chat with Carlos Vela in Spanish with English subs. He was great. On Wednesday, we've got so much to discuss. Uh, the Wizards of Social here, Aaron West and Tozen McKinney, we're going to join me to discuss a lot of what's going on on Social and the Beautiful Game Thursday. As Jimmy mentioned, of course, uh, Champions League draw reaction. By the way, Jimmy and I, part of the CBS Sports HQ crowd on that. Jimmy will be part of our team as well on Friday. Can't forget an unmissable episode for anyone interested in betting and sports analytics as we interview mathematician, author, and soccer betting expert David Sumter. And Jimmy, of course, will also be part of that show. By the way, keep an eye out as well for my chat with Rangers veteran, former Villa player is Steven Davis which is coming out ahead of Sunday's old firm. By the way, the Scottish Premiership also on CBS Sports HQ. We bring it, Jimmy. We absolutely bring it. You excited or what?
2: I'm super excited. The fact that Paramount Plus is only $6 and all the leagues that you get. I'm not even being a corporate shill here. I just all it's like an amazing deal compared to some of the other stuff out there. So I don't know what you guys are waiting for.
1: <laughs> no, seriously, and I, I didn't even mention Jimmy. By the way, that we also already taped one with Fabrizio Romano, where he discusses the latest on Ronaldo. and more already in the transfer. Well, it's just too much, man. I mean, it's crazy. The only thing we're waiting for, Jimmy Conrad, is for somebody like Jose Mourinho to just come in and give us some, uh, give us some, a great interview. Because uh, you know, who would be your favorite interview on KOLAS? If we could have anybody, Jimmy, who would you want?
2: Oh, there's a part of me that would really like to speak to Mourinho. Obviously, would be good. I mean, Personality-wise, I'm, I'm very intrigued about Tammy Abraham right now. You know, just that move from Chelsea to to here and how he's uh, addressing that. Uh, I'd like to hear from Eden Jekko. You know, joining Inter Milan. I mean, there's so many people on on the Serie A side of things. And then, uh, I mean, there's a, there's too many I think to name. Erling Holland I think would be pretty good, especially if you could get like a really loose Erling Holland. So that would be cool. And killing Mbappe at the same. Can I get Mbappe and Holland? Am I asking for too much? I think I'm asking for too lot, much. Jimmy. It's well, a I lot. You-
1: Listen, you said it's like Christmas. You're asking for eight Christmases in <laughs> one pack. I'm with you on Ireland Haaland. Holland. I think that would be amazing. And what better place to be super loose than on Que Go La So. All right, let's get going, everybody. Jimmy, playoffs, Champions yeah. League Tuesday, August 24th, streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Let's set the scene for a second, and then I just want you to wax lyrical on whatever you want here. Let's begin. Ferenc Virus, by the way, against Young Boys. Young Boys leading 3-2. OK, this is the champion's path, by the way. David Wagner's side uh, etched it in a crazy, crazy game. Ludogorets Razgrad against Malmo. Malmo's leading 2-0. They have a Peruvian in there, Sergio Pena, again, a champion's path. And PSV Eindhoven against Benfica. Uh, Benfica leading 2-1, that one. And that's a league path. Tuesday's pretty crazy. Jimmy, where do you want to go? Where do you want to start?
2: I guess we could just go in order of, of what you said. I mean, yeah, just talking you, about Harris, Ferens, Harris
1: young boys, let's do it.
2: The Hungarian club, Ferenc Varos has an American in there, Henry Wingo, and excited to see he was playing for MOLDA prior to this. So we got a little taste of him before in the U- Europa League uh, in previous seasons. He is now playing for the Hungarian club. And then we have uh, Jordan Sibicu, uh, and Pifok, as he likes to be called now on the back of his jersey, playing for young boys. This game was absolutely crazy. There were a ton of goals in this. Young boys are the favorites on Caesar Sportsbook, plus 100 for them to do the business, plus 163 for Ferenc Varo should get a result. I just thought young boys were down. They had they had a red card in this game. They were playing down a man for a significant amount of time and were still kind of running things, Luis. And I think that gives me a bit of pause because Ferenc Varo is very good at home historically and tend to get a lot of good results. But they got a red card. It was 1-1 when they got a red card and young Boys scored the next two goals that said Ferenc Varosh did miss a penalty. So there was some action on both sides. Frank Boley, by the way, is excellent. The number 10 for Ferenc Varosh. If you're going to bet on anybody to score him scoring any time, I think is around plus 200. That's good value. Cause he scored honestly two amazing goals in this one. I just feel like young boys with that extra person for 65 minutes could prove to be the difference. All they need is a draw to go through and, and, or, you know, they could, they could lose, actually, uh, 1-0. No, no, actually, they can't lose 1-0 because uh, the away goals would come in. So they just need a draw to go through. I think they're going to have enough to do it. And everybody, with regard to the parlay, or excuse me, the betting tips, we're going to do a little parlay parte for, for all six of these games. So it's going to be a bit dicey because some of these teams can go in knowing they don't have to win. And that obviously right. changes your attitude and how you approach the game when you know you have a little bit of cushion to make a couple mistakes. That said, that could work against you. The, uh, I, I do really like, though, Ference did kind of come into the scene. They were in the Champions League last year. They were last in their group. They only had one draw. And they have some quality, but I don't know if it's enough. And I think I like what Young Boys is bringing. i obviously a little bit biased uh, with, with David Wagner being their coach and American. And I want to see him do well. So I'm leaning towards uh, Young Boys. Now, this is the decision we have to make, Luis, is whether we think it's going to be a draw. Or whether we think it's going to be a straight-up win for Young Boys after I give I gave you those odds. Uh, where are you leaning right now? Then we'll move to the next game.
1: Well, after all the context you just gave me, I'm like, you know, thinking about a few things. One, that red card definitely helped, right, uh, to, to to Young Boys. So I'm thinking that Furniture Virus at home is an intriguing thing. Just I'm wondering how much of a support they'll get. Um, listen, I'm, I'm lean. I'm going with a young boys win. I'm wondering if it's like a tight victory for young boys, but do you I really would, see Ferris not scoring at home? Do you think? What do no,
2: you think? no. I think Ferris will score. It's just a matter of whether young boys will match them mm. because, because there was still some leaky defending there. Uh, Frank Frank Boley, the, the first goal that Ferenc Varos scored was due to a bad back pass from one of the, the, the defenders. And I don't right. think he's going to make that same mistake this time around. He's just going to be like, I'm going to lump it as far as I possibly can and not try to get cute. Because the last thing that young boys, and I'm sure David Wagner is saying the same thing, we cannot, cannot give up the first goal because that's going to give Ferenc Varos that that little bit of belief. And I kind of liken it to Brentford versus Arsenal to start the Premier League where if you give Brentford that first goal, then they think they can do it. Now they think they can come back. So it's very important for young boys to make sure they're they're as nails on the back line, not making any, not taking any chances, unnecessary risks. So I think young boys will be pretty pragmatic in the back line, which could stifle their attack because they might lose a little bit of that flow in their transition. But at this point, they just want to get through. I mean, there's so much money at stake for them to get to the champions at group stages.
1: Yeah, don't do anything silly. So now I'm just thinking it's going to be a one-all draw. But you through. <laughs>
2: All right, let's just say draw. We'll put a draw All right, right there right let's now. Put let's, in the the draw.
1: let's put it in the draw. Let's move on to Ludo goretz uh, against Malmo. Malmo leading to nothing. What do you got?
2: Yeah, with this one, I thought Malmo was excellent throughout this whole game. There was nothing that I th- saw from, from Ludo Goretz that made me think... Yeah, this is a team that's going to be able to turn this around, and I was really impressed with Malmo. They did the business as well in the previous rounds. I got to figure out who their opponent was. It's actually pretty impressive. And uh can help you
1: there as you discussed, By the way, uh, recently uh, they they beat uh, Degerfors three nothing. That's right. And then they're coming into the second leg, uh, you know, heading into this uh, t- on uh, Tuesday so, against Ludogoret. So three nothing win.
2: Thank you, thank you for that. So, so remember John Dahl Thomason, the, yep. the famous Danish player. So, he coaches Malmo now. That's and, crazy. Yeah. And, and uh now he's got to, they have to go to Bulgaria to, to kind of finish, obviously, finish the job. They could lose this one and still go through. They need to score. And I think they will. I thought Ludigretz gave up a lot of opportunities in this one. They didn't look. They just didn't look sharp, and I thought Malmo looked up for it. I, I watched a good portion of this game, and it was really one-sided. And I actually think that Ludogorets is lucky they didn't lose by more than two goals. And Malmo, I think if they end up dropping these points or somehow getting eliminated, they're going to kick themselves that they didn't finish off more opportunities in leg one. I like Malmo hard in this one. I don't really have anything other to add than than just current form and how they're both playing at the current moment. And, and I just think Malmo's got a little something to prove. I will say uh, Despodov, who played for Kayari. Last season was, and he's their best attacker for Lutegaretz. He was suspended due to, to yellow cards, so he's coming back into the team, which I think will make uh, a big difference for them. But uh, I just feel like Malmo's just got a little bit, a little bit more uh, in there, and uh, this would be the the Malmo getting into the Champions League group stages would be the first time since 2016, and, and I think that uh, I think they're going to do it. I think that I'm I'm going for me. This is like one of the ones I feel the best about Malmo getting the win here but the hard part is they don't need the win. And so that, that that still holds me back a little bit, but for all you crazy parlay partiers that want to hang out with us, I'm going to go Malmo uh, winning that one.
1: Okay. So let's move in on that. Do you think uh, is Slatan Ibrahimovic's statue still around by the way? Uh, I I thought
2: they ripped it down.
1: Um, (laughs) I I don't know what's going on. I'm wondering if they rub off uh, Slatan's statue before they play, but uh, I know I like Malmo winning here too, as well. They're just a more organized team. I think at this, at this point and to your point, I think that actually, because they have the lead, I think they're gonna be very sort of uh pragmatic about this. They're just gonna be like, listen, just do the just do the job. Don't that's nothing thing, crazy. Though. That's, that's why the, the draw, job.
2: I know the draw makes me a bit nervous because that's all they need to go through. All right, but you're so.
1: leaning win from Alma, right?
2: I just thought they were better at almost every facet of the game. And why they would turn that off at this point, right? I think would, would be a disservice to them, right? Because if you're the manager, if you're Yon Thomason, like you don't want to just you're not, it's so hard. There's maybe what, I don't know. We could probably name the, the the amount of teams on one hand that can actually flip a switch and decide, hey, we're going to play better now, right? There's a lot of teams that can't do that. And so you want to continue to have that momentum. And if you have somebody under your foot and you want to step on their throat and finish the job, you got to keep that form up. So I like Malmo to kind of stay stay uh, sharp. But, but like Ludogratz is going to come with a different type of hunger. So it's just, it's really interesting to see how it's going to go. But I'm going to go with Malmo. I just thought they were the better team. And of all, of all of all the games that I saw in the first leg through the six that we're going to talk about, they were, I thought, the most impressive. They just, they, I mean, Sheriff was very good. We'll get into Sheriff in a second. But but I just thought Malmo was just a better team. So I'm going to well, go. Ahead.
1: let's put that in the win column for now. For now. Let's see. Now, what's now, and then the, the next one, the final one on Tuesday is a good one. Definitely from a historical perspective. PSV Eindhoven against Benfica. Benfica, by the way, is leading here. Eindhoven doing well in the league to begin with, but they're trailing. Uh, But they're at home now, Uh, and so that's an intriguing matchup. As I mentioned, PSV, started has started the the league well, and as for Van Vika, well, they also started well. They got three wins as well. So what do you have here?
2: This is a difficult one. I believe that PSV are probably still reeling a little bit from losing Danielle Mullen to their best attacking player, in my humble opinion, to uh, Borussia Dortmund uh, over the summer, and that's just going to take a while, I think, for the team to gel. When I look at this game, though, Benfica won 2-1, but I don't think they necessarily deserved a win in this. They made the most of their opportunities, and they took advantage of some set pieces, and that's usually what ends up providing them the margins. But in terms of the run of play and who was actually creating the most chances and, and who was on the front foot, it was definitely PSV. They're going to feel a little hard done by, but they got that all-important away goal, and I think that's going to give them enough belief to get it done. Now, I'm not the biggest Otamendi fan. You know, Vertonghen might come come in as well for, for Benfica. You got Otamendi and Vertonghen in your back line. What? Those guys should be playing in an over-40 league over here by my house. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> those guys shouldn't be playing at a high level anymore. So so there's always a chance with Otamendi's on the field, and Argentina fans know what I'm talking about too, that that you your other team can score. And I just feel like PSV, if they get that first goal, then they just need that one goal. If they win 1-0, they're through. I like PSV to do the business. Benfica obviously has great history with both of these clubs. I think it's a repeat of, and I know it's a repeat of the 1988 European Cup final, if you can nice. believe it, 33 years ago. These two faced off in the European Cup final, and PSV ended up winning that one. But obviously, Benfica has got a uh, won a couple of European Cups back in the 60s when Eusebio was there. Just a lot of great history between these two. So probably they probably feel a little hard done by. They're playing playing each other when there's other. Clubs like Lutegaretz and Sheriff out there that they could be playing against instead, but I actually like PSV to 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 get a result here. With all due respect to to Benfica, I, I like George Jesus the manager. He went to, won the Copa Lipidadores with Flamengo. Like the guy knows how to win these competitions. But but I don't know. There's something about PSV that I really like. I don't I don't know where you're leaning on this one. I could I could see a draw. You could talk me out of actually this result. But just a, based on what I saw at leg one. The run of play and, and the, the ideas and the creativity that PSV had, I think they have more than enough to get a result in this game. Just It's just a matter of whether we think Benfica can score as well. These, yep, games, no, are so I,
0: tricky.
1: These games are so tricky. I know. They're tough. They're <laughs> oh tough. Because, mainly because, you know, just how much is at stake? You know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. it's totally different. But I tell you one thing. I see both of them scoring. I know that much. It's not going to be a stalemate. Uh, but I think that... I know it's a bit of a cliche thing, but PSV being at home is probably going to help them. So I'm going to go with a PSV win in this one. So okay, both teams to
2: score is minus one thirty-seven. Now, if you have PSV to to win in both teams to score, that's plus two eighty in favor of PSV by itself. Straight up, though, there is it's minus one eighteen. Like PSV are the favorites from the bookies. Benfica is plus two seventy. The draw is actually the second favorite at plus two twenty-five.
1: But if PSV do a two-one win against Benfica in this game, then we go into extra time.
2: That's correct. That. That's right. correct. Yeah, so, but it, but but in terms of betting, over the ninety minutes, it would be considered win. it would be considered a win. Just so everybody knows that. Yeah, it, these bets are for ninety minutes. So yes, you're right.
1: So, what are you so, concluding with then?
2: I'm gonna say I like I like, again, when I looked at just in terms of how the teams play, and I and I get tapped into that. Benfica had a little bit hard harder of a time creating and generating attacks mm-hmm. and i think that psv know that if they score this first goal it's going to put benfica under a ton of pressure and i think they're going to come out they have to score in that first 15 20 30 minutes the longer they let this game get into like the zero zero or zero zero at halftime and every, you know both teams can make adjustments i think benfica and george jesus their manager will figure something out but but if they can score in the first half i think it, it's going to make a big difference i'm, I'm going to lean towards psv i just i like watching them play frankly i'd rather watch them play than being benfica currently so Maybe I'm leaning more towards kind of the teams that I'm more excited to watch.
1: No, well, I think uh, a few stats uh, support your argument here. In the first leg, by the way, even though, as you mentioned, even though Benfica won, they had the same number of shots. In fact, uh, PSV had more on target. They had more possession. They had better pass accuracy. They had better passes. So, you know, everything aside from the actual scoreline uh, went PSV's way. All right, so let's do that parlay party for Tuesday. What do you think? Just, okay, just, so just wanna, yeah, just, just that, that really, one. So we yeah. have the
2: draw between Young Boys and Ferencváros. That's in Hungary, okay. so Ferencváros is hosting. Um, yep. Malmo winning away from home um, yep. over Ludogorets, and then PSV winning at home versus Benfica. If we have those three results, it's uh, for if we bet hundred bucks, we'd win fifteen hundred. Baby, let's go. We're going to <laughs> Vegas.
1: Vegas. Oh, we're going Vegas. to Vegas. We're quitting CBS sports we got a Vegas, baby. <laughs> you're taking, so money. You are taking you don't the Kegelasso
2: podcast on the road. <laughs> you're so money you don't even know it. Swingers, baby. Let's you go. don't even
1: know it. All right, let's move on, move on to Wednesday, twenty-fifth, streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Let's begin with Dimino Dinamo zagreb against Shut the sheriff <laughs> who are leading three nothing by the way. Uh, the Moldovan club on the brink of making incredible history. They have a Cristiano Jimmy and an Adama Traore as well, mm-hmm. formerly from Monaco. What do you have here?
2: This is a tough one now for everybody. Just to give you a refresher, Dinamo Zagreb was the club that came back and beat Tottenham in the Europa League last season when they had no business doing so. They had uh, Orsic that came in and scored those great goals to make it happen, and and that might be their peak for a while. They're just not playing particularly well. This game in particular, another team that I think surprised me were really in control of the whole thing was Sheriff. Winning 3-0.
1: <laughs> Our producer just wrote, like, beating Tottenham, What? why does that matter? Like That's true. Be-
2: <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But when you have, you know, Jose Mourinho in charge, who's quote-unquote a master of these competitions at that time, that uh especially when it was no, all set of, course, of course, set up yeah. it was set up I know I know I see you Dez, our producer but <laughs> but the fact that they had a lead going into the second leg and they just kind of blew it there at the end very spursy right so it doesn't even matter who the manager is it's just very spursy of them to do that yeah. but it just it was a impressive, impressive performance now to, for them to lose 3-0 in the first leg they clearly clearly had zero respect for sheriff And what I'll say with regard to Sheriff is they scored some very timely goals right before halftime and right after halftime. And then the game was done. They were just, they were cooking with gas. Again, I'll use the Brentford Arsenal example. They got that belief. They were playing at home. They've been playing very well so far throughout this qualifying process. And they were in control. And you can see how much it matters to them. Zagreb, I didn't see any hunger. I didn't see any bite. I didn't see any fight in them to actually want to come back and, and make something of this. They are in a big, big hole. Now I can see them going home. And winning this game, but I think I, in this point, based on what I saw in leg one, I want Sheriff to go through. I want that kind of enthusiasm in, in the group, champions of group stages. I want to see them be in the same group as Real Madrid or Barcelona or whoever it is, because I want to see them play against those. And I'm sure they want that too. They're so close. They have a three goal lead. It would be, um, it would be a collapse of epic proportions for them. I think to to drop these points, especially what I saw and and the hunger and desire that I think they have to make this happen. So they've been in the Europa League process before. They've been in the Champions League qualifying before, but they've never actually made the group stages. So this would be a very big deal for the club. And I hope that they do it. I think it would be a a nice uh, success story, Cinderella story for them to make it happen. I do think that Zagreb will get the win. I just think that Sheriff's going to keep it close enough. So aggregate-wise, Sheriff will go through.
1: Yeah, I like that. I like that. I think uh, Homeside will win, but uh, there'll be some Cinderella narratives here in this one. By the way, just for context, the Moldovan League has eight teams eight yeah. teams and uh you know we're not talking about uh with all due respect the, the, the best of the best players here so it's amazing that they're entering this with a three nothing and a chance a chance to make it to the champions league it's kind of amazing all right we'll put it in the win column for Zagreb, uh, although sheriff going through but uh for the sake of a parlay parte, Zagreb win column all right let's move on Bronby against rb salzburg uh, Brandon Aronson was uh, the hero of this one at the death with a golazo in the first leg. What do you have?
2: So for me, with regard to this game, if anybody did not see it, uh, so Bromby scored first and very mm-hmm. early. And it was a bit of a surprise, obviously, to, to go to Salzburg, who are very good at home, more often than not, and have won. And have been in the Champions League group stages. This would be their third consecutive year if they do end up making it. They're in good position right now. Brendan Aronson didn't start. So yes, we're giving him the plaudits and he he made a big difference. When this guy came on, the game changed. And he it was, was busy and he was around and he helped create the first goal, even though he didn't get an assist. He was still one of the ones that was the protagonist. He was getting in good spots. He was putting the Bromby back line under pressure. He was trying to create numerical advantages. He was playing quicker. He, he upped the tempo of the game. This performance from Brendan Aronson, I've seen him play a lot. I was, this might be one of my favorite performances from him because he came in and had purpose. And he mm. came in to try to make a difference. And if he doesn't start, I'm going to have some big questions. I might have to write a strongly worded letter to RB Salzburg's manager. Like, what are you doing, dude? This is the guy that ended up giving you this win in the first leg in the first place. Why don't Brom- you do an
1: Instagram post? Like,
2: just- yeah, I should, I should, I should. Yeah, me, like Carlo Ancelotti trying to answer all the Cristiano Ronaldo rumors. So so <laughs> I'm just going to say, oh, we never looked at him, whatever. And then my wife's going to put a ja, 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 ja comment. No, sorry, different conversation. That's an inside <laughs> joke for everybody that knows. But, but, but Bromby, I just think are going to struggle. They, they haven't necessarily crushed it at home. They're not Their league form isn't great right now. They actually haven't won any games in the Danish league through three games. They're winless. So they're not necessarily coming into this uh, in fine form. I thought that one goal would give them some belief, but one, it really got tight. The difference maker was Brendan Aronson, of course, but overall, RB Salzburg was the one that, they were the ones that were, they were pushing the game. They were trying to make it happen. If they can just keep that type of mentality up, and be and be resolute defensively and not give up anything. No, no freebies. Ultimately, then, then I think they're going to be fine. I like Arby Salzburg to win this game, even though it's away from home.
1: All right. Well, let's move on here. Shakhtar Donetsk against uh, Monaco. We got Donetsk leading one nothing. Monaco, by the way, off to a terrible start domestically. One point from nine. One goal scored, despite uh, you know dominating the top five leagues. By the way, in terms of possession, they're a very. Sexy team to watch when they have the ball, but nothing much in terms of the end product. What do you see here in this final game um, of the playoffs?
2: Yeah, it's a tough one. I think that Shakhtar Donetsk who didn't win their league for the first time in a long time this past season, uh, Dynamo Kiev uh, caught them at the end and they're actually 11 points adrift there. It's interesting. I thought we saw some good performances from Shakhtar Donetsk. They were in the group of death. If you remember with Inter Milan and Real Madrid and Bruce, Munch and Gladbach and they've, did fine against uh, Inter and and Real Madrid but struggled against uh, Munch and Gladbach for whatever reason where they gave up 10 goals over two games and that's what pretty much sealed their fate even though they did drop into the Europa League they have some quality now they've changed managers they brought in the Sesuolo manager Roberto De Zerbi I think that's how you say it the Z is a chir- Chirbi. so he's taking he's taking over now I don't know I'm doing my best over here and and he's and he's adding a little something different that I think is good. And I think they're a little bit more resolute defensively. And and it, the identity's changing a little bit, but but uh they still have the DNA there of some very talented players and they have a ton of experience, a lot of these guys as well on Shakhtar Danets. Now I don't want to take anything away from Monaco. Uh they have they have uh Ben Yedder who can score a bunch of goals for up top and Kevin Volland who I always thought was the biggest big surprise that he left Leverkusen to go to Monaco uh at the beginning of last season. They have a lot of talented players, guys that can score goals, but they're, they're, they're missing something. And I don't know exactly what it is. Niko Kovac is the coach. He famously got fired from Bayern Munich. He took over here. And Monaco finished third, not too far off of PSG and Lille at the top of the table. So he put together a really good performance, and I think he should be commended for that. But maybe teams are a little bit more on top of what Monaco is doing and doing well. I like Shakhtar, especially with that that away goal being up 1-0, to have a nice professional performance. I think these guys know how to put together a nice professional performance. I think not only do they have a new manager, but they have a lot of leadership and experience on the field that can solve problems. I like Shakhtar to get a result here. They only need a draw, too. That's what makes us a little slippery from a parlay perspective. But but I do want to give a shout out to Monaco though because they knocked out Sparta Prague in the previous qualifying round, and Sparta Prague were the ones that had that one player that that said something racist to one of the Rangers players. And so we yeah. don't have time we don't have time for that. So I appreciate Monaco cool. doing the business for everybody and knocking out Sparta Prague. And then Donetsk beat uh, beat Genk in the in the last uh, round. So they've already had they won both games two one away from home and also at home. They can give up some goals, but but they also have enough on the other side that if Monaco starts to push to try to get that goal. They're going to crush you on the counter and probably get something. So Monaco has to kind of tap dance around this a little bit and be selective in when they attack.
1: Yeah, well, well you said something was missing from Monaco's perspective. even know, Ben and Volan, of course, and I'm just looking at the stats uh, from that first leg. And, you know, uh, Monaco, 16 shots, but, you know, only six on target and they couldn't, you know, they really couldn't do uh, more damage, of course. So maybe that's what it is, is that finishing product entering the final third. But what do you have here? As we so, look into that final game, so
2: so actually Monaco are the favorites by the bookies, yep. plus one thirty. It's a bit of a coin flip, plus one thirty for Monaco, Shakhtar plus one seventy, and yep. then the the, the draw is plus two twenty. That's where I get a little sticky. I don't know if Monaco is going to win this one straight up. I based on the current form, as you mentioned, and how they, yes, they had six shots on goal or whatever it was, but none of them I thought. I mean, the, the Shakhtar goalkeeper made a save or two, but nothing where I thought he was scrambling, you know, or whatever it may be. So. I just think I, I'm going to lean on the experience of Donetsk to to Shakhtar to to All right. get into this one. That said, it could be a draw. That's the thing. We have one win for Salzburg away from home. We have a Dinamo Zagreb uh, winning at home. Maybe we just go for a draw because <laughs> that would see Shakhtar through.
1: Okay, well, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So let's just uh, there's your Wednesday parlay. So we've done it. Did you want to do a full one, like so somebody makes, or do you want to just do day by day? Well, let's
2: parlay? let's do let's do this is the the day by. So I'll do the Wednesday one right now. Yeah. Salzburg is the heavy favorite. Dinamo Zagreb's the heavy favorite. Uh, with betting those two only is minus one fifteen. So you can already tell that parlay wouldn't pay much. So you need something else. But in you that. throw that draw in with Shakhtar and Monaco, and it jumps up to plus five hundred. So you bet. go. Well, there like you go. That's it yeah yeah so that would be that but if we want to add in all the rest so we had psv winning we had malmo winning and we had the draw with uh ference faro and young boys
1: Mm -hmm.
2: that would uh if we bet 100 bucks we would win 9700 talk about going to vegas luis we could even bring Dez, our producer, at this point. We can afford everybody and some of our loyal
1: subscribers and followers. That would be next I'm level. Going to, be I'm going to Turks and Caicos, <laughs> Jimmy Conrad. It's uh, absolutely amazing. Well, there you have it. Jimmy Conrad with the Parlay Talk. And Des will join us as well as we head off to Vegas, Turks and Caicos, Bermuda. <laughs> we'll see where we go. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, and after that. Uh, If you're listening on audio, a quick break. If you're on video, stay with us, by the way. And then we're going to just, you know, talk a little bit now of uh, our initial reactions as the draw, the draw, the Champions League draw on Thursday. Stay right. Okay.
0: picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
1: Yeah. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome back to kego Lasso. Jimmy Conrad in the house. Jimmy, let's talk Champions League draw this Thursday. You can watch uh, our beautiful faces on CBS Sports HQ, Paramount Plus as well. So here are the pots very quickly. Number one, Chelsea, Villarreal, Atlético Madrid, Man City, Inter, Bayern Munich, Lille, Sporting, CP, pot two, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Juventus, PSG, Man United, Liverpool, Sevilla, Borussia Dortmund, three, Porto, Ajax, RB Leipzig, Atalanta, Zenit, Shakhtar, Benfica, Salzburg, but obviously those three have an asterisk because if they fail to qualify, they'd be replaced by AC Milan, Bruges, Wolfsburg, who would otherwise end up in pot four. A lot to discuss. Just initially, I guess we focus on the favorites here. What, what are you hoping for, Jimmy Conrad? What are you looking at when we look at his Champions League draw?
2: Well, I want to see Sheriff pop in there just because I want to see uh, Cinderella story. Cause I want to see. I want. I want to hear you continually sing "I Shot the Sheriff" for, <laughs> for, the, the, for the next four months before the knockout rounds begin. I, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm kind of curious to see. There's always one group that's very weak, and there's always one group that's very, very strong. And I want to see who gets a little unlucky and who gets a little bit lucky. And and uh yeah, I, I mean, I'm here for the for the chaos. I'm here for something interesting to happen we, we know we're going to get it at some point there's too many teams uh that are that are in this competition that you're going to run into somebody at some point and as we say that the cliche if you want to be the best you got to beat the best yep. and uh, it'll be interesting to see you know i mean atalanta being in pot three i'm actually kind of looking at the pot threes because there's some really strong teams that's in the those key particular yeah. yeah like because because all of a sudden you're in pot one, you're like, oh sweet, I'm Chelsea, and blah blah blah, and then you uh, then you get Atalanta, and you get <laughs> you just get like these crazy teams, and you get Borussia Dortmund, and you're like, eh, eh, wait, what? You know, and then Benfica somehow gets in or whatever, and like this isn't this was supposed to be easy, you know? I, I'm the rating <laughs> champions, so I, I'm I'm kind of curious to see how it all plays out, but uh, it, it should be a lot of fun. Champions League draw is always very exciting, and I think my favorite part of the Champions League draw is the immediate intrigue right after. So I'm excited that not only are we doing it live with HQ, but then right after we're having a podcast to get into it, because I think that's where it's most enjoyable is we try to pick and dis- dissect, you know, what's going to happen and who's going to play, who's going to play well, and who's going to struggle and all that good stuff.
1: You know, there's an argument to be made here, Jimmy Conrad. I'm looking at these parts. Part two could be better than part one. Part two, yeah. Real Madrid, Barcelona. I know with his issues, whatever, but it's still Barcelona. Juventus, PSG. Man United, Liverpool, Sevilla, Borussia Dortmund. That's part two. Part two. And part one, Chelsea, Real, Atlético Madrid, Man City, Inter Bayern Munich, Lille, Sporting CP. So you could have, like, Man City, PSG, Atalanta in a group.
2: Yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. I'm actually, <laughs> from an American perspective, I, I want to see what happens to RB Leipzig for Jesse Marsh, mm. right? I, yeah. I want to see him. Now he's got a squad. And we saw it this past weekend against Stuttgart. When, when Zabaslai and everybody's healthy and doing their thing, RB Leipzig are a very, very good team. So I want to see how he does. And obviously he was very close to getting to the knockout rounds last season with RB Salzburg. So now he just kind of upped his game a little bit. So from an American perspective, very curious to see how Leipzig does. But um, you're right. I mean, you could have, you could have, oh my, that's crazy. You could have Bayern Munich, Liverpool, yep. and RB Leipzig in a group, which feels unfair for everybody involved. I, it's you could go through and play this game and, and,
1: uh, wow. And if AC Milan end up replacing somebody, that could be the fourth team in one as well, dude, which is just like insane.
2: Ah, <sighs> injected into my veins, Luis. That's, I love
1: it. Know. I love it. So everybody, if you're, uh, you know, please tweet us on, what would you like to see, uh, depending on one of these teams of, uh, who you support or maybe don't support. All right, let's keep going here. Uh, just quickly, uh-huh. obviously, it's too early, but it's never it's too never early. Too, no,
2: no, it's never too early, Luis.
1: It, it's never too early. But let's <laughs> no. talk about the favorites to win the Champions League. Is it too early from a betting standpoint, Jimmy Conrad?
2: I don't think it is because if everybody remembers, we had a big conversation ahead of the Euros. You could get mm. Italy at plus 800 at that time because nothing had been played yet, because everything was still speculative. And, and this is still that space we can get into. We don't know the group stages yet. So if you're actually trying to get some good value, on one of these teams, I think this is the time to do it before you see the group stages because things could change once you see how everything lines up. Maybe, maybe Chelsea gets an easy group. Maybe PSG gets an easy group. Or conversely, what if they get a hard group? So right now, I think you can get some good value. Now, that could change, obviously, if Chelsea's in a very hard group. Their their value might go up, and it might be a better better bet at that point if you think they're going to repeat as champions, which I think is going to be hard for them to do. But,
1: but who would you go with right now? Who, well, who, PSG. I mean, it's
2: hard to go against PSG. They're they're like an unfair video game team at this point. So they're they're the outright favorites on uh, Caesar Sportsbook plus two seventy five. Man City are second favorites plus three fifty. Then it jumps up, Bayern Munich plus seven hundred. I kind of like that value with them. However, defensively they seem to be a little leaky at the moment. Uh, plus 800 for Liverpool, plus 900 for Chelsea. Put some respect on Chelsea's name. They just got Romelu Lukaku. Yeah. So, well, so, I'm
1: I'm looking. What, how, much, how much was that on Liverpool? Liverpool is
2: plus 800.
1: That, to me, is sexy as hell because I'm right. looking at the way they're playing, and if they stay fit, Virgil van Dijk back. Uh, you know, know, they're moving some pieces. I like this. I like I, it a lot.
2: Again, my only, my only thing with Liverpool is just losing Mane and Salah for a month. That's, that's that, that shouldn't that, that won't impact any Champions League stuff because they miss the month that's during the break right so once the Champions League is done uh, for the group stages there'll be the draw right in December and then it doesn't pick up the knockout rounds until February so they actually will get those two in so that's not a bad bet now that I'm talking this out a little bit with you Luis and everybody else <laughs> that's not a bad bet I, I uh, Liverpool could make a deep run and and to your point if they can stay healthy I think is is very key for them as as well as every other team Jimmy uh, man, what's Juventus. Juventus is plus 2,000. But I'm just saying. I'm just I'm saying. Real Madrid. Real Madrid. Madrid. Plus, Carlo Ancelotti, the only manager to win three Champions League trophies with three different teams, plus 1,600. Man United oh plus 1,200. God. I don't know. Maybe. the Caesars Sportsbook, did they watch the tactics from Ole Gunnar in the Europa League final <laughs> and last week against Southampton? There's no way. No way Man United's going to. Gonna win uh, the Champions League at plus. All right. So,
1: who's your cheeky bet on right now? If I gave you uh, twenty bucks for free right now, well, who would you go?
2: I would actually go with Chelsea at plus nine hundred. I really That's would. Really, yeah. It's it's only because of Romelu Lukaku. I don't think they would have repeated it as champion, but because he's such a significant difference maker for that team, and obviously, I'm 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 excited to see him perform well, and I thought he did in his first game against Arsenal. Now. <laughs> Arsenal are a mid-table you, team these days, so take that yeah, into consideration. Absolutely. Hey, but, let, well, let fl- me close.
1: Hold up. Go ahead. What would
2: you do? I'll give you $20. But I'll actually give you $20. Who do you want to go with? No, I want <laughs> to.
1: This is a two-fold answer because it's following your Chelsea uh, bet here. Last season, last season, right? Uh, with Lampard, we weren't like thinking too much about Chelsea in the Champions League. Uh, maybe some, I don't know, whatever. But as soon as Tuchel came in, they look more organized, they look ready. Yeah, yeah. What happens, right? With Manchester United and, okay, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer isn't around for the knockout stage and they bring somebody else. Is that possible? It's I don't possible. know. I just don't know
2: who. Like, we, I had a big conversation with some friends that love Arsenal and they're very sad right now. But I'm like, okay, you fire Arteta, but who's actually coming in outside of Arsene Wenger that I would love to see him come back and be the savior? But, but that, of- let's, let's see. Yeah. Let's leave the memes and the jokes out of it. Who, who exactly is going to be that person that comes in? I mean, that's, there's no really clear cut. Name out there that that I think fits that mold of what they're looking for outside of somebody that already has a job. Obviously, that could, they can could mm. lure in, and I don't know if anybody really wants the job at Arsenal right now. There's just well, not Antonio, a good vibe around, the around, top.
1: around doing nothing. Right? I don't. know. Eh, maybe, maybe,
2: maybe. All right. So,
1: well, so, 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 so
2: 20, to, I just wanted to say that Chelsea for twenty dollars is the best value because they no, added absolutely. Lukaku. I think that PSG deserve to be the favorites because they are stacked in every single position, and plus two seventy five is actually pretty good value for a favorite. Uh, so I'm just 100%. throwing that out there.
1: No, absolutely, okay. absolutely. I, My, I would just throw in Liverpool in there. Just I would,
2: Bayern Munich plus 700 too. I mean, if Lewandowski gets on good form, they can tighten things up in the back under or under Julian Nagelsmann. Plus 700 isn't. I mean, we can make it. We probably make a strong narrative in case for everybody. Sure. Uh, I don't know if you want to get into Golden Boot though, really quick. Let's do it. So Will they you? don't have actually odds for them yet. They're waiting for the group stage on pretty much every betting website. I couldn't find any odds for the Golden Boot. But I went back to last year because a lot of the same teams are competing. So Erling Hollands was the favorite last year at 1.5-1, uh, to one, plus 154. Killing Mbappe, right. yep. Mbappe was second favorite, plus 270. Neymar was the third favorite at plus 1500. Lewandowski actually was going off at... Uh, I, and I wonder when, when this actually happened, if it was maybe... Because I'm looking back at some old ones. And it might have been actually in the Champions League knockout rounds that these come out. But just to give you some names. So Neymar, Karim Benzema, Lewandowski... Uh, Mohamed Salah might be a good flyer I bet you get some good value from Mo Salah when he comes uh, you know when he's he's doing his thing so
1: there's only one answer for me
2: who's that Erling Holland? yeah he's gonna be the heavy favorite yeah I think I think PSG's gonna split the goals so obviously you got Leo Messi as well like I just
1: think they're gonna too many too many cooks in there I think yeah uh, yeah. despite how amazing Messi is uh, who would you uh, uh, maybe there's some good value in some others I mean Salah you mentioned but then the African Cup of Nations does worry me a little bit
2: I just think in terms of tiredness for them because they're not going to miss any particular games. It's about staying healthy. I will say you got to decide on who you think is going to make a good run. And Karim
1: Benzema and Real Madrid. Benzema
2: Benzema could make a decent run. Uh, I think you could probably get some good value there. I, I'm I'm a little sad they're waiting till the group stages to actually give us the the full blow by blow uh, odds on that. But uh, a Liverpool player might be a good shout because they if. If we think they're going to make a good run, Romelu Lukaku I think needs to be in the conversation. So, Des likes
1: like uh, Lewandowski for this one.
2: Lewandowski is a good shout. You know, I mean these guys are getting to a point where maybe you think Ronaldo's going to be your guy. I mean, he's proven that he's been the golden boot winner before. I think he's going to want, want to... What if, Jimmy?
1: Duvin Zapata yeah. leaves. Luis Muriel is just there like ready uh, to. Ah,
2: I love Luis Muriel. You <laughs> know, we I'll, know. I'll I'll co-sign any Luis Muriel uh bets at all. Uh, all and I co
1: I'll co-co-sign that as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, there's some good value there. So who, who would be your cheeky one? Who, who would you put 20 on? Well, given
2: Erling Haaland's rate of return, I mean, the guy's ridiculous. He's averaging, I think, close to a goal game or maybe even over a goal game in the Champions League or even just throughout his career, right? The guy's just unbelievable. And yeah. because he's so focal, he's the focal point for Dortmund. He's not sharing the wealth with somebody else. I think Lewandowski should be in the conversation. I just think that Lukaku's going to get, I think he'll get end up getting more opportunities per game. They maybe
1: early in Hollands. The only thing that worries me about Lukaku, and I think he's incredible, is that Tuchel, usually in the Champions League...
2: Is tighter, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. He just likes to win, go home. He's thinking ahead. Yeah, yeah. Lukaku maybe comes off in the 70th after that. Yeah, sure, sure. So that's the only thing that worries me a little bit. Uh, Borussia Dortmund gives zero Fs. Like, let's go all (laughs) out. And they might concede too, but they might... so here's the,
2: my issue with, with betting on Erling Haaland is that we've seen already in two games, we've seen two different versions of Dortmunds. They come yeah. out and crush Eintracht Frankfurt and then they lose 2-1 this past weekend with the same team. And you're like, wait, well, how does that? You guys look like world beaters in week one and now you get beat by a team. You should also beat 5-1 and you lose. I just, so that's it what worries me. Movement. So if they get it, if they get a tough group, it worries me that Erling Haaland might not have enough games to be the golden boot winner where, maybe that's where lewandowski could potentially be a better value or or another player that you think will just be in the tournament longer.
1: Here's the last one for or Benzema. You. Me- yeah. Memphis Depay.
2: That's a good shout. That's a good shout. It it again for me those ones that are kind of on like barcelona still feels like a bit of a unknown quantity at this point, you know, I mean, very similar to what we just talked about Dortmund. I mean, they played very mm. well against real sociedad, but then against athletic you know, he missed a sitter in that particular one. You know, that could have got them the result. They, they didn't get it. They had a draw, and it was a hard fought draw.
1: They score, mm-hmm. though. They, they do. do
2: but which version of Barcelona are we going to get once the Champions League rolls around? Will Kuhlman also get tight? You know, that's, that's, he hasn't shown that. He usually kind of comes out guns blazing, but, uh, yep. Uh, that's no. a good one. New Memphis Depay is not a bad outside, outside shot.
1: Well, there's a lot to discuss and that was it for us today because guess what? We're going to continue this conversation throughout the campaign. Jimmy Conrad always will be here. Make sure that you follow him on Twitter, on Instagram, of course, Ke Golazo HQ, Paramount+, et cetera, et cetera. Again, don't forget to follow us, subscribe, share, do everything that you can to grow this Ke family. Jimmy Conrad, thank you so much, brother.
2: Thank you, Luis, and everybody listening. We appreciate you.